everyone. I'm Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nakuma. And we are your game of friends, game of friends, you game of friends, game of friends, game of friends. That one original? Um, it went a little off the rails, I think. Yeah, I was like, it it's vaguely familiar. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be. Hmm. It was extremely off the cuff. I gave no thought to it. It was a, it was a Robin Thicke Pharrell moment for you. <laughs> Gonna get a suit. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, logging on. We got Persona Five, Breath Edge, Outriders, BlizzCon line, BlizzCon, BlizzCon mm-hmm. line. B- Bliz, yep. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct. <laughs> Xbox's FPS Boost, Destiny Universe, Hogwarts Legacy, Saudi Arabia, and Anthem. Ooh, and no longer bleeping it. We're not gonna bleep it anymore because it's I'll explain in the when we talk about it. <laughs> These past two weeks in Nerdum, Mortal Kombat, Blue Beetle, Avatar Studios, No Way Home, and WandaVision. And in the party chat, we have a special guest for y'all today. We sit down with Data Dave. I love, I love that name. It's it's just, it's it rolls off the tongue. So well. So well. It was dope. Talk about Nintendo, some voice acting. It was really good. You should stick around for it. Maybe. No, you definitely should. No, you definitely should. Let's get going. Let's log on with releases. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this episode is coming out pretty soon after the last one. Mm-hmm. But we still had a few (laughs) things happen. Yes. Persona 5 Strikers is out. Mm -hmm. Um, From all accounts, I think you need to have played Persona 5, which I think is implied. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't. Yes. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. Persona, it's in the title. It's like a sequel. Yeah. I didn't play Persona anything. Just have never been into those JRPGs like that. Fair. And uh, I have nothing to add. If you like it, we love it. I hope y'all have fun. Breathage. Breath Edge. Breath Edge. <laughs> We're this is just going to struggle this entire episode, I think. <laughs> Shout out to Max, who introduced us to Subnautica about two years <laughs> ago at this point. Yes. And now I'm excited to make him aware or support him in his awareness of Breath Edge, <laughs> Breath Breathage. It's just Subnautica <laughs> in space. Yeah, no, it looked really cool. I watched the trailer. Uh, is Subnautica like No Man's Sky except in the water? Uh, yeah, except I think No Man's Sky is a lot about perpetual and never-ending exploration. Right. In a way that I don't think Subnautica is never-ending. Got it. Yeah, because this has a story. They're like... Yeah, I mean, it's never-ending in the sense that you don't have to ever finish it. Right. Like Minecraft. Sure. Ish. Minecraft doesn't have a linear story, though. Yes, it does. It does? Oh, my... Yeah. (laughs) Shows what I fucking know about (laughs) Minecraft. I mean, it does, but, like, you don't have to... Do it. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to ground the listener here in games that are like it, so that way, you know. Fair enough. I would say that Subnautica is more um, in the survival horror genre, like Ark or Valheim, which we are console scrubs and have not played, but have heard a lot about. You know, if all these damn parts weren't out of stock, 
You can't buy PC parts right now. Would you play Valheim anyway? Would you play Breath Edge anyway? Breath Edge looks Breath Edge. Breath Edge looks good. <laughs> it looks cool. Uh, I think I am more of a space person than an underwater person. So like, I would probably be more inclined to play this game. It is exclusive to PC. Yeah, I think both are equally terrifying. <laughs> but if you have a PC, I would check it out, especially if you're into the survival genre. Yeah. Finally, Outriders demo came out. It is the new Destiny killer. I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> not only am I offended personally, Your but face. also <laughs> it's explicitly not games as service. No, I know. I know. That's why <laughs> that's why it's funny to me to provoke you in such a way. They have taken like the radical transparency route. Mm-hmm. I think that they saw what has happened recently and decided that they did not want to get got in that way. Mm-hmm. So, we basically get to play the game until it comes out on April 1st. The demo is the first like third of the game or the prologue or something. Maybe I shouldn't have announced. Maybe I shouldn't try to quantify it, but it's like the beginning, but the entire beginning. Mm -hmm. You can play all four classes. You get to keep your progress as long as you get the full game. There's a lot of benefits to doing it. I don't see why you wouldn't. It's completely free. Yeah. I definitely am going to dive in. I have not yet as of the recording of this podcast, but it also just came out. Fake gamer. You know, I'm gonna have been doing other things. I'm gonna try it out. I mean, it's, look, it's a demo. It's free. It's free, and everyone's gonna be playing it. Everyone's gonna be playing it. Oh, there's crossplay. We love and that. I have seen someone describe it as a cross between the division and another game that I actually haven't played. So I'm really, you know, my interest is peaked. Yeah, no, because you fucking love the division. You might be like one of fifty people that do, but goddamn. That was really rude. And it also, was, I'm sorry. It can was I rude. say that Ubisoft committed to doing another year of content for the division too? Oh, I might have to jump back in. Concerned is maybe not the word, but questioning what was mm. going to be happening to the division. And it seems like we're going to get another big DLC later this year. That's good. I feel like the division is fun. Uh, it requires people to play with. You are not a games of service person, and I've come to understand that. And oh, is not, that what this is about? Not bother you about it. I, I don't think that you would play any of the games of service games that I play, even if you had people to play with. You know what's really interesting? So I tried out Ubisoft, uh, did like a, uh, a server test, like a, what, what do you call those? A server test. Like I a server think. test for Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. And I checked it out, and I was like, you know, it's like similar mechanics to the um, campaign, but, you know, games of service-ified a little bit. You know, like progression and like how you get people and points and blah. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I would play this online like that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll see. We'll, we'll see. It hasn't come out yet. I think it comes out next Tuesday. March 8th. March 8th. 9th? 9th? I think it's the 9th. The 9th is the Tuesday. Yeah. So I think that's when it comes out. I will definitely be jumping back in just to see. I don't know. I'm going to check it out, but I don't know if it's going to be like forever. But I don't know because now that things are cross play, I have more people potentially. The pool is much larger. That's true. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, play Outriders. (laughs) (laughs) Play the demo. We're going to play the demo. I want to talk about the demo. Blizz 
Okay, it, someone needs to talk about this. It's okay. normally BlizzCon. It's normally it's BlizzCon. Online. Now it's BlizzCon line, but it's a it's like BlizzCut online, BlizzCon line. Where is the emphasis on the word? I don't Con-line. like it. BlizzCon line. Yes. Why? Because it's online. But it's online. You know what I mean? You know, like you know, you see how that doesn't no. fit for me. No. English is a dumb language. Maybe that's a New Yorker thing because you say online instead of. No, I mean, because BlizzCon, you know what I'm saying? Like, where there's the emphasis on the word I know word exactly going. what you mean. And also, I think it's really obvious. I don't. I, I don't. Anyway. <laughs> I will not get into the minutia of BlizzCon line. If you're unfamiliar, BlizzCon is a yearly event that Blizzard puts on for Blizzard properties. If you're a huge Blizzard fan. <laughs> Then you are very familiar with BlizzCon. Yeah. And you care deeply about all of the meta changes that they announced and what they're focused on for the next seasons and shit like that. I am not hugely into the Blizzard ecosystem, and I don't Mm -hmm. believe you are either. I'm not, and I think you also missed at least four or five opportunities to continue using the word blizz or some oh, form of it in yeah like you you really were just like it's like blizz this blizz that blizz blizz, <laughs> well, blizz. and the i the company's I, name is fucking no nah, it was just was a lot it was a lot for me it seems, it seems heavy it's heavy on the ears heavy mm-hmm. on the ears uh mm-hmm. what overwatch 2 looks cute uh the, the little overwatch new york city i saw the art from it i was like oh i'm interested maybe this might be a good time to jump into overwatch I would wait until Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah, no, I would wait for it. I mean, I'm saying when Overwatch 2 comes out would Got be it. a good time to jump in. Yeah, I think they basically said we're just bringing everything from Overwatch into Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. But whatever they're upgrading on the back end to make Overwatch 2 a thing, it, it seems a lot like the Destiny 2 situation to right. me. Um, where a lot of people were confused as to why they didn't just continue Destiny, but you know, looking back at the graphics and stuff like that, I clearly there was an upgrade <laughs> that Necessary. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I am also excited about Overwatch 2. Bummed out that it's not coming out this year. Um, I, I think some folks were expecting that maybe later this uh, year okay. or at least a concrete date of some kind. But unfortunately, no. The other big news was Diablo-centric. Uh, number one, Diablo 4, also not coming out this year, but we did get some new cinematics and information. Uh, Rogue's coming back. Uh, I It's the only devil game that I care even a little bit about, so we'll see That's nice. <laughs> what happens with that. But exciting information about Diablo 4, if you're into that. I am extremely excited that the Vicarious Visions rumor was true, and they are indeed remastering Diablo 2. It's called Diablo 2 Resurrected. And I will definitely play the shit out of this. If only to get through the story. It's just a very fun campaign. And it's a very fun game. It was my introduction to Diablo. Um, and I am nostalgic for it. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Little devil game. It is definitely about the devil. Quite literally. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> Wasn't there one dude who was like, because like you would assume that people who make and or play the devil game are like not religious, but like one of the developers is like super religious, and he's like, "Yeah, this is about killing the devil. Why the fuck wouldn't I develop this game?" I don't think that it's is blasphemous. It no, I don't think it's blasphemous either. I just think it's like funny that like that's where your mind would 
originally go. And it's like, actually, no, like, I'm Christian. And yes, I've developed a game about the evils of the devil. I definitely think when we say the devil game, the implication is supportive of the devil, right? Or like, you know, somehow uh, <laughs> leaning into the devil. No, I just think it's a fun joke to make. Oh, I agree. But Not I even like that, I don't. I, that's why it's funny. I don't right? know why the. I don't know what the basis of the comedy is. I, I think don't the know. basis is that the implication of Devil Game is that it's celebratory. Oh yeah. Okay. It's of like the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it's actually about killing the devil. Okay. Whatever. We're 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 we've we're, gone off. We've gone super far. I'll bring us back with Nintendo Direct. There's so much to talk about. So many. And we things. do talk about the direct with Data Dave later in the show. That, see, that rolls off the top, but BlizzCon mm-hmm. line does not. Okay. Anyway. Thank you. Just linguistically. So we're just going to go through the bigger announcements and things that we don't spend too much time on with Data Dave, or at least the aspects of them that we didn't really get to. Beautiful. What for you is the biggest thing? And I already know what it is. Stop. That's not fair. Because we all know it's Apex Legends coming to Switch. Now you can go recruit all your little friends. I have already started sending links. I was like, it's 30 gigs. <laughs> get you an SD card. I don't care. You're playing Apex Legends. Um, That's coming out on the 9th or the 8th? It is coming out on the 9th. And for any new players, you get... 30 levels on the battle pass because they're like, sorry, we have to drop this in the middle of the season. Yeah. So I don't even think I'm at level 30, just regular ass playing. So like. Well, that's a great boost and incentive for Apex players. We would certainly encourage you to play it if you're only on the Switch and haven't experienced it. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, Of course, it's not the highest fidelity of graphics or whatever, but like, fuck you need that for. Gotta wait for the Switch Pro for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this console's never coming out. Anyway. <laughs> Super Mario <laughs> items are coming to Animal Crossing. I'm excited about that. It's for the 35th anniversary. And of Mario. I think it'll be really cute. Yes, of Mario. Yeah, there's like, there's a Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Peach outfits for what we saw so far. I'm sure they probably have more cosmetic things. Uh, stuff for your house. Uh, a functional pipe system that you can put on the island. Yeah, yeah you put a pipe. And then, mm-hmm. then you go in it, and then you come out somewhere else. This is a children's game. You you disgust me. Fall Guys is coming to the Switch. It's also coming to Xbox. Yay! That is another announcement. Fall Guys is fucking infuriating. I, for the longest time, could not understand why people were getting so fucking mad when playing that game on, on like Twitch and shit. <laughs> I was like, y'all, it's just a game. And then I played it. And I know I've said this before, but like, holy shit, I cannot fucking fathom how I, instant gamer moment it is the game that has bring, brought me the, clo- the quickest to a gamer moment in my life. Impressive feat. My God. But a lot of fun. I love all guys. <laughs> um, Star Wars Hunters was announced. It's being made by Zynga, which is a mobile game developer. It's also coming out on mobile. I'm not thrilled about that. Not because mobile it's games are worse you. definitively or anything. Well, we don't really know anything about it. Well, yeah. I just think that Zynga games in particular are pretty scummy. So I'm not, not thrilled. I am excited to see what someone else other than EA does with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this is going to be the first thing that comes out. It's definitely going to beat the Ubisoft game. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know what what to think. Indifferent sounds like to me. Indifference is is correct. Like, oh, it drops drops. Mm. Also pretty indifferent about Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Yes, as the gamers, most of the gamers are. I think a lot of people are like, this is the worst Zelda game ever. <laughs> I think most people just didn't play it because it was on the Wii U, right? Yes. We 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 talk about this later. So that and also can... Breath of the Wild is really the only Zelda game I played. I've got my friend Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. He did let me borrow the one that came out on GameCube. And I let it sit by my GameCube and never played it. And then I gave it back and was like, I'm not going to play this. Thank yeah. you for that story. It was invigorating. Yes, it was, wasn't it? I, I really feel got like a I, lot out of it. Yes. I yes. think there was a lot for you to share. Insightful. I'm so yeah. happy that I could be here for you in this moment sharing that story. Thank you. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Legend of Zelda for turning 35. Um, Congratulations. Also having a midlife crisis. It's beautiful. It makes me deeply depressed to see how close that number is to my own. Wow. Mario Golf is coming. Mario Golf Super Rush. I love Mario Golf. um, And you didn't know. And we'll talk about it later. And finally, Splatoon 3 has been announced. Congrats to that community because they've been waiting. It definitely was the surprise announcement yeah. of the direct. I don't think anyone was expecting Splatoon three. <laughs> like, so uh. and they kind of confirmed that it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. Which now I'm like, why is what does? Okay, <laughs> why <laughs> do we all get turned into squids because of bad environmental policy? And I guess Nintendo is like, yeah, yeah. duh. I, it's the natural order of Apparently things. so. <sighs> what are you going to do? In an attempt to get you to buy their console when they're eventually in stock, Microsoft has announced an FPS boost to all backwards compatible games. Eat that, Sony. Yeah, this is a pretty big deal. I think if you're interested in backwards compatible gaming, it is very clear what console is catering to you. <laughs> um... <laughs> The fact that you can get into old games and perhaps get them up to 60 or even 120 FPS oh my God. is a huge deal, I think. I'm also just so interested in what that technology must be. Sony can't be too far behind in something similar. No, I'm sure they're a spy that works for Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Sending the files as we speak. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> I think it's a really exciting feature. I think this is a really cool thing in general. Yeah. Um, there's not much more to say about it, I don't think. No, I mean, like, I, it's it's very clear and becoming clearer and clearer. If you want to buy a console and literally buy no games ever. Yeah. It's It's Xbox. Very clear choice. You could just buy an Xbox on the payment plan, which includes Game Pass Ultimate, yep. and you're set. I don't know that you really have to buy anything unless there's something very specific that you would like to play. It's a beautiful thing, I guess. Yeah. Content is king, as they say. Speaking of Destiny Universe. What the fuck is this? So a lot of Destiny news has dropped. 
in the yes. past week. I will not bore everyone because I could go at length ad nauseum. Into- no, I mean it's not. <laughs> it's not boring. How about give us the cliff notes? I'll give it to the. I'll give you the high form news as opposed to the in the weeds about the changes to the game news, okay. which are very exciting and very. Uh, I, I I just can't believe. Th- th- so they're getting rid of sunsetting. That's like the biggest thing. And that's really exciting. Almost. He screamed. You screamed. (laughs) I was working. And you were like, yes! And I was like, what possibly could have happened in this world for you to scream that loudly? It was destiny. It was destiny. Okay, so before that whole drop came out, they basically said that they are doubling their studio size. They're opening a studio in Amsterdam and going international. They're working on their own publishing stuff. They're going to have a new IP out by 2025 and they're adding to what they are now calling the destiny universe with books, TV shows, movies. Oh, they're just doing the whole IP thing. Got it. They're doing the whole IP thing. Um, and paired with the most recent news, we are getting a new saga of Destiny after the light dark saga is over. They've also delayed the Witch Queen and said that there is another expansion coming out after Lightfall that will conclude the light dark saga. Wow. So content for Destiny 2 through 2024, and I'd be willing to bet Destiny 3 2025. That's beautiful. And also, if they don't collaborate with Dungeons and Dragons, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. You know what? That would be a really amazing Dungeons and Dragons uh, thing. Yeah, someone should do that. Book, uh, campaign. 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 That's right. Campaign. campaign. That would be. Uh, Tim cr- cringed a little bit. <laughs> Didn't he come up with the Destiny one? Isn't that. I don't know, man. Kind of what started our whole conversation. I don't know. Well, we need to revisit that. Mm-hmm. A. And B, uh, I'm very excited about the future. I think yeah. for a while there were rumors that Destiny 2 was going to come to an end mm-hmm. after Lightfall and they were focused on other things. Mm-hmm. We didn't really hear from them for a while. They told us the state of the game was coming, but we didn't know when. And it dropped. And I think the prevailing mood is optimism and hope. Because some people feel like it's in a really bad place. I don't, personally. Mm -hmm. I think that it's in a really good place. (laughs) Um, And all this other stuff is just icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, Again, when I uncoupled myself from feeling like I could only ever play one game, it really allowed me to not take everything so hard Mm -hmm. when things were not going that well. Right. Or when I wasn't interested in doing something like, okay, if I'm not interested, I just don't play it anymore. Yeah. And, and that's a you much healthier attitude. Yes. We love healthy gaming attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> we love growth. Oh, God. yes. Hogwarts legacy <laughs> is also leaving behind a legacy <laughs> of transphobia, which is Listen, outside of JK, which is nice, which is great. It's good that, that it's all in the family. I'm I'm sure she's proud <sighs> of, of this. It came out. In Kotaku, which is very funny for Gamergate reasons, that someone, I guess the lead developer, one of the lead developers, someone important Mm -hmm. in the Hogwarts legacy ecosystem, 
used to run an anti-woke in huge exclamation points because I think anyone who uses that ironically is just being racist. Yes. Um. Yeah. Anti-woke, anti-SJW um, website, blog, YouTube channel. You know, whatever. Oh, the whole the whole gambit. The whole, well, I don't know. If oh, you don't know. Just you didn't. Okay, got it. But who cares? What's the difference? Piece of shit. Yeah. Like just a huge asshole. So totally makes sense that they're working on Hogwarts Legacy because <laughs> I was well, inspired because I that the statement that they released it was like we don't hold the same views as J.K. Rowling and she has nothing to do with this. Well, guess what? Some of your people do hold the same views as J.K. Rowling, and how can you feel comfortable? making those kinds of dumb statements like that, that was part of the critique of that statement when it came out. Yeah. Companies should not speak on behalf of their employees because they should not. This is exactly what happens. It's kind of like when like people on Twitter are like opinions are my own, not of my employers. It really should work both ways because yes, you look stupid. I agree. Um, I mean, people are going to associate the employer with the employee and the employee with the employer, no matter what. I think that building a healthy distance is what's important there. Mm-hmm. And they did the opposite when they what released a, that statement. What a much nicer way to say what I said. <laughs> and ultimately, this is just another nail in the coffin for me. Like, I wasn't going to buy it anyway because it's going to put money in J.K. Rowling's pocket. Yeah. But now I feel a lot more justified <laughs> in like finger wagging about it. I don't know. I just, why would I participate willingly in enriching someone who really dislikes what I stand for? Like who I am and what I stand for as a person. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think any IP is worth doing that. And again, it's not like, Oh, this one employee is, an asshole. There's a destiny employee that I can literally see in my head who went out of their way to not talk about black lives matter on their Twitter and is like a super huge gay activist, basically. Oh, we love that solidarity between movements. <laughs> love that. Yeah. We would love to see it. Um, and I don't think that that's Bungie's faults. I don't think that, Bungie necessarily needs to do anything about that or make someone think a certain way. That's not what their role is. Yeah. But if they were posting and saying that they represented Bungie, that would be a bigger issue. And if Bungie was reaching out and saying, this is what we think, I would be like, well, (laughs) not that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like the problem with everything being online. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a tricky, tricky situation. I think if you have those kind of regressive opinions, you should just keep them to your fucking self. And I don't think that we should be apologetic about that. Mm. I don't think that we should tolerate people who don't feel as though some of us exist. That's fucked up. Just a little bit. So fuck Hogwarts Legacy. Officially. Again. Uh, yeah, again. and. Even more doubly this time. All right. So the the country of Saudi Arabia. Yes. Has acquired a 3.3 billion stake in EA Take-Two 
in Activision Blizzard. What? Um, I mean, it's a good investment. Largest industry in the world, entertainment industry in the world. Yeah. I just didn't know countries could do that. Yeah. I mean, countries are basically businesses. I think you (laughs) are like the American government wouldn't necessarily do something like that. Not yet. Mm. (laughs) But I think a lot of other countries just work differently. Mm. Also, Saudi Arabia. Well, (laughs) that sounds so stupid. I think other countries work differently. Obviously, other countries work differently and have different rules and different laws. (laughs) Clearly, this is an example of that. Saudi Arabia also is essentially a monarchy, and a lot of the wealth of the country is the monarchy's wealth. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's individuals who are being enriched on this. Um, I just think it's interesting game news because of how frequently China's shares of Tencent end up being in the news Mm. and how that whole publishing situation is a little fraught and there's censorship involved and things like that. Um, Curious about what the future of Saudi Arabia Mm. and whether or not we're going to have to contend with what Saudi Arabia thinks about a certain video games politics or what they are supporting or not supporting. And so I just want people to be aware FYI, Saudi Arabia is trying to streamers getting banned and <laughs> punished <laughs> because of their anti-Saudi Arabia takes. Yeah, this hmm, interesting. Then the U.S. government really might get involved because we don't like terrorists unless we're friends with them and they give us oil. <sighs> uh, moving along. <laughs> we did this last episode. I'm not. I can't. Uh, Anthem. <sighs> It's, Isn't it great to hear, the, you listener? You we haven't, haven't you haven't heard the word anthem on this podcast. <laughs> I think maybe in a year and a half. It's been a little while. We have decided editorially mm-hmm. to let that word be spoken on the podcast again because I felt is kicking someone when they're down, and you know it's not. Not that it's not funny anymore. It's not necessary anymore Mm -hmm. so we are taking it off the bleep list but just fucking stay in there yeah that should still be bleeped i um would like to shout out the solidarity amongst gamers that happened in the week uh after the news broke that they would be evaluating the life of anthem Mm -hmm. uh to catch everyone up Jason Schreier, of course, released an article <laughs> and said that this week Bioware is going to make a decision about what they're going to do about Anthem. Yeah. And so all week, various gaming communities have invaded the Anthem subreddit. Aww. And it was like Guardian here from Destiny 2 wishing you the best and like hope your game works out. <laughs> and like people from Borderlands and people from all these different... Uh, MMORPGs and looter shooters and games of service stuff. They were all just showing solidarity, which made it really funny when the news came out. Yeah, no. I mean, as much as I am was specifically let down in so many ways by Anthem. Yeah. Because remember, little gamer friends trivia, this 
was almost going to be an anthem podcast specifically. Anyway, mm-hmm. it is still like not fun or like enjoyable to see a, a game that dies because there are people who are really still hardcore fans of it, and like it still was fun. Yeah, I I mean the flying mechanics were really good, yeah. and I hope that they get Square implemented Enix somewhere else. Buys them from. <laughs> Bioware uh-huh. and implements them into the Avengers game that they are telling everyone they're not going to do the same thing to. <laughs> um, Hawkeye came out, I guess. Yeah, not as gay. I um, <laughs> I uh, re- <laughs> listen. I respect everyone who went down with the ship. There were people playing yeah. until the very end. Um, I mean, there's still, they didn't shut the servers off. It's not like yeah. it's over, over. They're just ending development. And I'm sure the servers will last for maybe the rest of the year or something. I don't know. Um, but RIP to Anthem, maybe next time, Bioware. Well, yeah, I think they're, it looks like with the new Dragon Age and Mass Effect, and they're just swearing off, not maybe not swearing off of games as service, but they're definitely shying away from it. Which, look, do what you do best. You don't have to do everything. It's fine. Yeah. I love a good... We, we love narrative experiences. We're Look not, at God of War. <laughs> we're not <laughs> uh, name dropping for any reason other than he just happens to be all over this. But Jason Schreier <laughs> did also release another <laughs> article uh, that mm. outlined how Dragon Age 4 was supposed to have some games of service elements. And yeah. now that they've made the decision to move away from Anthem, they've been given the green light to get rid of all that stuff. And so I think you're right. I think that those other games are um, the bread and butter for Bioware. Which is fine. And they should go back to the rivers and lakes that they're used to and stop chasing waterfalls, waterfalls. that will reset your fly timer. That shouldn't have been a thing. I should have been able to fly forever. I shouldn't have had to chase any waterfalls. Hated that. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. <sighs> I feel good about it. Recipe Super One. I pour some of my water out, but this is this is carpet. And you did that the other day, and it was really funny. It was. I spilled a lot of water on the carpet. I was very upset. Twice in a row. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway. <gasps> These past two weeks in Nerddom, Mortal Kombat. That trailer was gross. I was going to make a pun about like the trailer said, get over here or something. It doesn't really (laughs) work. I'm so sorry. It looks really good. I am happy that I cannot go see it in theaters because I would prefer to watch something like that in the comfort of my own under the covers. You know... I remember the original one because for some odd reason my father had the judgment mm. lapse, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember it being super gory. Yes, it was. Oh, maybe that has affected me in more ways than was it like Game of Thrones gory? You know, like the worst parts of Game of Thrones where you're like, oh fuck. I think it's worse than Game of Thrones because really? it's more dis I think that the the violence in Mortal Kombat is like over the top kind of gore yeah where almost like how kill bill doesn't really bother me because of how cartoonish stylized and cartoonish it is i don't think that it's necessarily cartoonish but like no one's spine is getting grabbed out of their body yeah it's a little in in game of thrones right 
Although I, I mean, they did crush that guy's skull. That was pretty gross. Poor Pedro. Poor Pedro. I bet you he looked at the script and was like, "Fuck yeah, that's so cool." <laughs> Weirdo. God bless him. It was beautiful just an awful face. Scream. I think about that scream. I think I that scene fucked me up because I was like, "Oh, homegirl." She was pissed. They. Whew. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is hella violent, and this new movie is coming out, and. I guess I'll watch. I don't know. I will probably end up seeing it. It's not something that I think I'm going to yeah, run, run to. to the theaters. I'm not going to get my microchip vaccine to go see this. Specifically. Not for this. Yeah. Speaking of things you have to go microchip for. They really said in theaters only. Only. only <laughs> get COVID at your own risk. We are, of course, talking about the No Way Home teaser trailer. Oh no! It wasn't home slice, or home. Remember each of the the three? Oh, they right. all put okay. up fake. Got it. Because mm-hmm. Tom, I was like, what? Because yeah. I didn't even see those. Because you know me, I'm not on social media like that. Why are you come over here and tell lies? What? Wait, what? I don't have Instagram anymore. It was all over Twitter. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I'll pretend not to see it. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we got a teaser trailer, which showed absolutely nothing. Yeah, it wasn't a teaser trailer. It, it was just was like, teaser. hey, it's coming. Christmas. The outline looks like Puerto Rico, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's a coincidence. Why doesn't he have No Way Home? What is Wanda going to do? Oh, my God. We don't know. We have yet to see. We have yet to see. The final episode of WandaVision is on the horizon. The penultimate episode... Just very good. Excellent. If you aren't watching WandaVision, I need you to watch WandaVision. I'm just more excited for the spoiler cast than um, it's going to be good. I think the difference is that when a new Marvel movie is coming out, I'm excited for the spoiler cast after we see the movie. But that gap is usually what, like 45 minutes to an hour, you know, there was. <laughs> yeah. I'm, which movie was it that we recorded immediately after we saw it? All of them? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, definitely Infinity War. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Regardless, we are really excited about this one just because it's been weeks. It's been nine weeks. Just have to sit here and not. Of torture. I know. I know. We're going to be able to talk about it so soon. I'm so excited. It's so good. You know the down bad guy on TikTok where it's like something mildly sexual and like the dude's like sweating. He's like, grab me that thing. Have you seen one of those videos? No. I have the link. They're inappropriate. But that's how I feel about not talking about WandaVision. I see. Grab me those spoilers over there. I do want to say for the record that I was completely right. And (laughs) beforehand, right about what we don't know because we haven't. I can't say what I was completely right about, but I was 100%. We're doing too much. We're letting it go too long. Sorry. DC News, Blue Beetle, greenlit for a film. Yes. And I am concerned. I am <laughs> Tim Gunn. I am entering <laughs> episode one, all the new spinsters, fashion designers. And he's going around and he's putting his, his hand over his mouth and he's saying, I have concerns. Wow. And that's me. That's fair, honestly. Uh DC track record is not good. Not looking great. 
Um, but I'm hopeful, I guess. Hope maybe they don't fuck this one Why? up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a reason to be hopeful, to be honest. But I just, exactly. I just want something good. Yeah. We'll see. I, I know I'm the not, feeling. Not, not doom and gloom. Hey, you, you never know. Zack Snyder's just like might be good. I'm committed to not saying anything. That's that's nice. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm I I I hope for the diehard Blue Beetle fans that they get a good movie because I think that would suck to have like this moderately obscure character and then you have like a shitty movie. I would feel bad. That's I don't want like the Blue Beetle fans to go through what I had to go through or really not go through because I still refuse to see this movie, Green Lantern. I think what I'm most concerned about is that Blue Beetle to me is a little Green Lantern esque in terms of how the story plays out. Mm-hmm. And so I worry about a character that is just largely CGI mm-hmm. because I don't think the DC CGI is very good. No, That's like really what it comes down to. It, it's, it's not even so much about the movie itself. Like we've seen wonder woman. We've heard that, uh, Alakazam, some Shazam, oh, Shazam. <laughs> Christ. That's that's no, I'm laying that at your feet. You are the DC person and you had no idea what I was talking about. No, I didn't. I also didn't want to see Shazam, but I guess at some point I should. I mean, I heard that that's pretty good. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So it's possible for them to make a decent movie. Yeah. And I hope that Blue Beetle is one of them, but I don't have any reason to be hopeful, just like you. I've seen the evidence, I've seen the receipts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. It just it, I I just keep going back and thinking about how much of a DC fanboy I was growing up and now. <sighs> Avatar Studios new creation. Yes, I am thrilled about this. Nickelodeon has given the creators of Avatar an entire studio. They have already promised more last airbender content as well as more Korra content. Mm -hmm. And their very first outing is going to be a feature length film. So fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This is really good news. Exclusive to Paramount plus it is exclusive to Paramount, which is Paramount's Peacock, Netflix, Hulu, there's so many, whatever the fuck. Uh, And a lot of other things are coming from there too. Most notably, Reboot of Rugrats that you already are not no driving with because of the animation style. It's very weird. Um, and other things that I don't really care about. I don't when I think of Nickelodeon, I don't think about Paramount. So I'm like, what the fuck is even in this thing? And I should know, but I don't. I mean, Nickelodeon stuff. Nickelodeon stuff. I uh, I'm really excited about this overall. This comes on the heels of the live action Netflix news taking another dark turn. Yeah. They're making. Sokka, the younger brother, as opposed to the older brother, which I think actually fucks up his character in a lot of ways. His whole thing is that he needs to protect Katara because his dad's off to war and his mom is dead. Like, he's the man of the house now. And I understand that a younger brother can feel that way too, but in 2021, is that where we want to go? Like, we want to do the patriarchal thing? Where he's the man of the house, even though he's younger. Like, 
just seems off. Also, it makes the Katara Aang stuff weirder because yep. they increase the age gap, which was already like mm. kind of weird because they're literally children. It's also weird that we're like shipping children. That's weird. But, you know, yeah, it's I, I'm not excited about the Netflix stuff. And now I have a reason to be excited about the Avatar universe. I kind of forgot the Netflix stuff was happening. I thought that it was done. I thought they were like, no, we're not no. When they left, they it's still they still have whatever rights. They said we got this IP and we're gonna make some money off of it. Yeah, Let's go for them, I guess. Anyway, we have a very important interview to get to, so I think you should drop the music. Wow, look at that. have a very special treat for y'all today yes we do a friend of the show actually a friend of another guest on the show hakeem who was in our basketball save my life episode yes we can put that in the show notes for you yes welcome data dave voice actor streamer and professor my goodness triple threat (laughs) hey hey how's it going Going well, going well. Trying to stay safe amid all these crazy times. How are you doing? Doing well. Just you know, you know what they say on Twitter: surviving during the during this Panera bread <laughs> panorama. <laughs> uh, well, we're really happy to have you here. As our listeners know, we are not the <laughs> biggest Nintendo people. We played Animal Crossing. We played Super Smash. You know, all the big stuff. But in terms of the more uh, curated Nintendo, oh, that's a good word for it. It's it's not my area of expertise, and so we're so happy to have you on because uh, the biggest Nintendo news in quite a while just dropped. I think it's been a year since we've heard. Since it's been a broad Nintendo, right? right. They've done specific little, little tiny things here and there, but the big the big guns. It's been a year. Data Dave, how? Are you feeling after this Nintendo Direct? Are you siding with the people who are only excited or the people who are more disappointed about what they didn't hear? <laughs> I actually really, really like the Direct. Now, granted, there are some things they could have shown and addressed, but my opinion on it, it was a really good Direct. I mean, if I can go in depth, Splatoon 3 is hype because Splatoon 2, I think they had the last Splatfest, you know, when they pick a side, if you're familiar. Yeah. Like, they, like I think the last one was like Mushroom or Star. So you pick a side like Super Mario in a sense. So Splatoon 3 is great. The trailer had me nervous because I was like, oh my God, this is either single player Splatoon or this is another Battle Royale, which I didn't want. So <laughs> third's coming out. You know, I'm here for it. Pyra, Mithra, and Smash. You know, honestly, Super Smash Brothers, I'm a big smasher. I love the Sephiroth. I literally screamed when Sephiroth got announced. I just never, <laughs> like, I, I remember having debates with my chat live on Twitch and it being like, Sephiroth will never get in the game. It doesn't make sense. Like, I'll be in that guy and then be like, oh, shit, he's in the game. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so the question was, after such a crazy hype reveal of Sephiroth, who can follow up that won't just piss off everybody? Because, you know, with Smash... They, wow. When they don't like somebody announced, they hate it. Yeah. They just, yeah. they will roast them. But I felt Pyra and Mithra 
even though not as hype as Severoth were a very good addition. Yes, I yelled for them too. I just, I didn't expect that. But <laughs> to my point, that was a good addition. So these are Xenoblade characters, right? Yep, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I believe. And what, if anything, do we know about their moveset? Like, what are they going to be bringing to the table? Because I have to be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck these characters are. Like, I don't know anything about them. I'm so sorry. Okay, well, (laughs) without giving too much about the story, for those checking out Xenoblade Chronicles 2, um, you know how Zelda and Sheik were in the old games? How you could switch between them? Yeah. So, you know, Smash separated Zelda and Sheik to their own character. These two, similar to the game, do switch between each other depending on what's going on. So they're the new or modern day age Zelda Sheik. Like you play one, she has her fighting styles with fire, switch to the other girl, it's with light. So I don't know how they're doing it from the video, but my big assumption is one of them is going to be kind of like something like more damage. You know, I mean, you can hurt them real fast, you're really quick. And the other one's going to be that slower, heavy hitter that just knocks people off the stage. So I'm thinking like quickness and pow- or power. Got it. So I personally haven't been on Smash in a hot minute, but Audio Nerd over here, he pretty regularly keeps up with Smash. How are you feeling about the potential introduction of this? Have you played any of the more recent characters? Like, what are you, who are you playing with right now? So I have been playing Smash regularly-ish, mm-hmm. but, you know, I feel like now Smash is getting in its... It's having its House of M moment where, like, the characters are getting <laughs> a little bit past, you know, maybe the 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 mainstream mm-hmm. a little bit. So I, I have I don't know a lot of these characters from these games. Um, it is it's quite enjoyable though to see people's excitement about it. But I still keep with like you know, still a Mario main, which is embarrassing. I think to say out loud. Why is it embarrassing? Is it embarrassing? I don't know. I feel like he's so middle of the road or like your average character. I don't know. I feel, I don't like when people ask me who my main is because I feel like, I feel judged. <laughs> That's not me to do, though. <laughs> 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 who do you main as in the game? So I am a confident Zelda main. Okay. I, it's a very nerdy reason if y'all are anime fans, but um, when I found out she had like the little knight, and I was like, yo, she look like she she's like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with that joint. I want to learn her. And she just became my main from that point. It was so much fun. Wow. So wait, how did you feel about when they made the switch between like, you know, having like the Zelda Sheik thing and then separating them? I love it. I did not play Zelda in the old game. Cause like my thing is in the old games, you need to learn Zelda and you need to learn Sheik. And like I played a better Zelda than Sheik. My old man used to be Peach in the older games. But, you know, it's like, I just I just yes. didn't favor the super quick, super fast characters. You know, I like more Fair. control, I guess. So uh, when they separated, I was like, ah, cool. You know, that's not my main. So that's cool they did that. And then who would have found that in this game, she became my strong main? That's how I feel about the Squidlings, because I didn't play the Splatoon games. I'm, I'm familiar with them. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. But I haven't personally played a lot of it. I think just a few matches on my brother's Switch <laughs> when I like One visit time. down home sometimes. And um, I was really surprised that that was the character that I engaged the most with in uh, Super Smash, at least the, the latest one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I probably would still stick there. Although I haven't tried Banjo-Kazooie yet. 
And I love Banjo-Kazooie. That's right. So I, I would be interested to see how that works. But I have no clue if that's a high-class character, if that's, like, meta or not. Uh, you know, who who knows? Honestly, in my opinion, the way Smash has been going, especially compared to the last one, yeah, there are higher and lower-tier characters, but I'd arguably say this is one of the most balanced Smash. So it's not to the point where it's, like, Tekken, where it's like, look, your low-tier character could win a tournament because it's yeah. just that balanced. <laughs> You know what I mean? You just have strengths and weaknesses in Tekken, but, you know, I think Panda won a whole tournament once, and Panda's, like, low tier. You know, yeah. it's just skill. But I think Smash is slowly... It's not going to get exactly to that point, but if you play who you like, you can probably be anybody, you know, with enough practice. So detour really quickly from the Nintendo Direct, just because it reminded me of this. There were a few weeks ago, a few months ago, maybe at this point, the Smash community was pretty pissed off at Nintendo. There were some tournament cancellations, things like that. Mm-hmm. Have there been any updates on that? I haven't heard anything, but I figure that you might be the best person to ask. Well, that had a lot to it. You know, it just was a lot revealed on Evo and with different, you know, competitors and all these different stories and twit longers, you know what I mean? So, like, I think that the community was rightfully upset. But, you know, even outside the game community, like, a lot of twit longers and things have been made on Twitch about people, you know? So, like, I feel like that needs to be, that needed to happen because, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, how many, we'll say, huge content creators get away with X, Y, Z? You know what I mean? Or, oh, I can't say this because... They're a bit consecrated. It'll mess up my channel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if the term right would be like airing it out, but just putting that out there so people know companies and tournaments can make their decision. And even viewers being like, oh, that's a messed up person. I ain't watching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, that I just feel like they need to happen. But to go back to the question, I don't follow the Smash scene heavily enough in a panorama. So <laughs> no, jokes aside, jokes aside. Um since it's a pandemic, there really hasn't been much news to my knowledge. I mean, there have been places that are local that right. have opened back up for, like, locals and gameplay. But, but I haven't heard any major tournament. But me personally, like, I love locals. But I'm not going because it's a pandemic. Like, I can wait to uh, at least have the shot to go back out. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So one other big piece of news for me out of the Nintendo Direct was Mario Golf. I love golf games. Wait. On Nintendo. I'm sorry. I didn't know this about you. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Mario Golf on the N64, that was like peak for me. Wow. Tennis and golf randomly are the only sports games that you'll get me to play, but both need really need to be Mario related. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Don't ask me about real sports, boy. I'm like, yo, I play y'all in Mario Tennis. I'll give you the hands. Exactly. I'll hit you with that fire flower. I don't, I don't think I ever played Mario Tennis like that. Really? I love that game. I mean, I played like... I love like, the Game Boy Advance one, too. Oh, my God. I do love Mario Tennis. I, I, I played like... Was it the Wii, Wii, the Sports Resort? Which one had tennis in it? One had table tennis yeah, and one had... had in yeah, I think it was the regular one had tennis and yeah. the resort had table tennis. That's the only tennis. They also had like a special court for real real tennis. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, wow. How did I not know this? I think it's because it, the Wii and the Wii U were old news. That's right. So we we never lived with a Wii. You never seen, if listen, if I had a Wii in this house, 
I will be playing tennis a lot. Wow. It's just so fun. So it is good. fun. I mean, like, the Mario, they always they always knock it out of the park, pun intended. But yeah. I guess it's more of a baseball pun, so what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> but the golf, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for it. I haven't been this excited for a Nintendo game for a while. Um, you have to forgive me, Dave. I was not a fan of Animal Crossing. When it came out, Nintendo ambassador, I gotta deny that. Listen, listen. (laughs) But when I played it, I fell in love with it. Yeah, he clowned me Mm. a lot because I I (laughs) played I played Animal Crossing a disturbing amount as a child, and that shit was hard too because it was one GameCube in the house and three of us. So like, and we all loved it. Mm -hmm. Schedules, all that. I was very excited when New Horizons was on was on the horizon, and I got clowned for it. You did a lot. You did. Did you apologize for that officially? I think I, I'm sure that I did. I don't, I don't know about that. I think that we can assume that I did, because that's the type of thing that I would do, is apologize. It ended up on my game of the year list from last year. So I it was third, right? It was third. So that was shocking to everyone. Um, but in general, I, I'm less of a, a Nintendo fiend, but they did get me with a few of these. I am curious about your thoughts on the Breath of the Wild 2 non-news, where the news oh, was, was so messed up. they said, was there's so no up. news for you today. <laughs> but, like, how, how you gonna bring one of the main people on Breath of the Wild 2? We like, yo, is this Breath of the Wild 2 news? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, we don't have any Breath of the Wild 2 news, but we're gonna show you one of the most complained about Zelda games coming to the Switch that no one wants. So, um, I didn't play it personally, so I can't really shade Skyward Sword, because I haven't did it. But literally, when I live streamed it, everybody in chat was like, oh my God, it's coming back. I hate it. It's horrible. Because the controls were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were all motion controls. So it was, to my knowledge, someone outside looking in, one of the most difficult Zelda games to play. The controls sucked. It was horrible. That's why, to no surprise, you can still do motion controls with Switch controls, but they now have a controller adaptation that they didn't have because that many people hated it. Wow. They were very vocal about that being one of the worst Zelda games. I wouldn't know, but uh, I do think that the backlash from the lack of the Breath of the Wild 2 news, along with people being like, uh, about it, I got the impression that there were overall mixed feelings. And then I saw some people who were just super hype about what did get announced. And so, you know, I I think that it ended up being a lot more balanced. Um, The last thing that I saw that really piqued my interest was the Star Wars game um which it looks like it's going to be a hybrid mobile game that comes on switch do you what's the deal with that i'm gonna leave that to you i don't know i'm not really the biggest star wars fan oh, oh. I, 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 I am not all Uh-oh. i'm gonna say is i got into star wars because he john boyega was advertised with a lightsaber oh yeah <laughs> and oh, no. you know all of a sudden i mean i'm one of those people i'm like all of a sudden you know you aren't more sensitive <laughs> what could possibly make him leave and not be a star trooper? Is, is it the force? The, can he, does he get powers? So all I'm saying is, if he ain't wielding the lightsaber in the next one, you ain't got a fan in me. Yeah, fair enough. I you got understand. a friend in someone else. Favorite <laughs> Toy Story song. My understanding is that it is a hybrid mobile game where if you don't want to play it on the Switch, you can play it on. Uh, Android or iPhone, um, and probably something else too. I don't know. Whatever phones we yeah, have, I don't know. 
uh, and the Switch. So it can't be that uh, intense if you're going to be able to play both things. Uh, I imagine something like Neocab level or Mm, what else? They got Fortnite on the phones now, though. You never know. That's true. They do have the full Fortnite game on the phone. But you know what? Fortnite in and of itself is not that complicated. The game is complicated, though. I, I think it's. I, if someone was like mobile game, I think Candy Crush, not Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, like gotcha games. That's fair. That's why I think it's going to be more like in the Neo Cab level of. I I don't think it's going to be a AAA title because then they would they, then they would wouldn't they upscale it when they want it to come out on Xbox and PlayStation Two. Look, they're just trying to make their money. That's true. They said mm-hmm. we're not beholden to EA anymore. Let's just game. I'm just Everybody glad that game. I'm just glad that they are expanding beyond EA. Yeah. Like clearly, they're doing new things, and that's exciting for the franchise. If you care about, if you get, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that uh, they fucked over our boy John. They really did. You, you we all yeah. should have gotten more out of that. Yeah. <sighs> I'm glad he gets to pop off on Twitter about it, though. That's always funny. <laughs> Indeed. I love, I love his takes on the show. Yeah. That's why you check. He just be dragging people left and right. Goddamn. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what else have you uh, taken away from the, from the Switch Direct, if anything? Uh, and what are you going to be spending your time doing while you wait for these things to come out? One of the main things that came through, and it has demo, I believe it was called Project Triangle, uh, the game that looks like Final Fantasy Tactics. So tactics are my favorite genre type of game. Hmm. So bringing a modern day age tactics-based game looks amazing. Like It looks like they toyed it, if you're familiar with Divinity 2, mm-hmm. uh, I really love that game, or Baldur's Gate 3. It looks like they've taken that and made it a tactic-style game, but it's modern. So that that looks really good. I'm looking forward to that. Any other takeaways? I don't know if anybody peeped. Really, a lot of people did. There's no Pokemon news no. for yeah. real in this. But it makes sense because Pokemon Day is, I believe, February 27th. So just be on the lookout for some big Pokemon news this week, probably. I, I would not be surprised because they always announce it. It's probably going to be the next generation game this year, Gen 4 remake. Pokemon Unite, which is basically League of Legends Pokemon. They showed it. And whatever else people see. So I'm just waiting on that, honestly. I lied earlier. I said that the golf game is the only game that I'm really excited for right now. And you just reminded me, Snap is coming out. We even got a whole ass trailer a few weeks ago uh, that I thought was really good. And that is exciting to me, too. That was one of my favorite N64 games was Pokemon Snap. So hey, it's a fire one. I can't wait for the remake or not remake. Let me do this. The new game because not a remake. <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I think you're right. I think we are going to get a whole Pokemon themed uh, direct, and we'll have to see what what comes of that. I haven't played in a while. I skipped Sword and Shield. It just it it came out at a bad time for me. <laughs> I was I was playing too many other things, uh, but we've had a few people on to discuss that series and and I, I would be excited to jump back in with a new generation. I think I think it might be time to pick it back up. It'd be a good wave. So what else is in your playlist these days? 
I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, with the new announcement of the expansion, I've been going pretty heavy on that with my community. Other than that, I've been doing a little bit of Pokemon here and there, but my main thing, which is pretty unique, is that I'm playing Super Mario World, but I'm playing with only voice commands. So I'm going to try to beat the whole game as many hours as it takes just to get through one stage by saying commands like left, right, jump, etc. It's been a challenge. Currently, we're at World 2. We're in World 2, Stage 2-3, or 2-4, I think. And it's very, very, very difficult, but it's so rewarding when you clear it because imagine saying, I'm trying to beat this game with no controller. Like, I'm just talking, and it responds, and I got to get my timing right. Wow. That does not sound easy. Oh, it's difficult. I think one stage took like three, four hours. Like not over one stream, but like just try it again. Let's try this. Let's make him jump this way. Let's have him run at this part, you know? Are you gonna do Bowser's Fury that way too? Oh no, nah, not possible for me at the moment. I always <laughs> do it on PC games for um this voice attack. But if that somehow gets a on PC version, I mean it's possible. It'd be a lot, but it'd be possible. Interesting. That's I didn't know that that was a thing. That's yeah, voice commands. Mac, it's just macros, but it responds to your voice. That's really cool. Thank we'll you. have to get a link from you to put down the show notes from some of your past streams uh, with that, because that would be really dope to watch. Sounds good. In fact, I don't think I've heard of anything that cool since the very first time that Twitch played Pokemon. <laughs> good times. <laughs> that was so much fun. That was so much fun. That was dope. I was way too into that. Actually, you were really, he was really into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in that stream 24 7. That's dope. I would love to know a little bit more about uh, what you've got going on in terms of voice acting work. I was going to ask you a question about just in general what is going on with that, but if you, if you have to keep a lock and seal on it. Where I am currently in my voiceover work, I have a website, datadave.tv, D-A-T-A-D-A-V-E.tv. It has my character reel, my commercial reel, what I've previously been in. And, you know, I'm just starting to work on the next phase of um, getting representation. I haven't shot my shot yet at many. I mean, ironically, today I had an audition in front of an agency, and it went really well. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll represent me, maybe not. But having... And talent agent and a bunch of like currently famous actors there, like uh do y'all know Giovanni Samuels? I've heard that name before. Yeah. So y'all seen Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a black girl, and then she was also in Bring It On. Like if you saw a picture oh. of her, you'll be like, oh her. So like she leads workshops. Her, uh Gary L. Gray, that's one of my coaches. He's the voice of AJ from Fairly Odd Parents, Sam from Rocket Power, and <laughs> everything else. So, like, you know, like, you know, it was a very good to hear that post-audition that we prepared this Sunday. Good feedback. Like it was very few things to my knowledge that they were like, change this, change that. Like Gary gave me some critiques saying, hey, be more thoughtful on this. So, you know, I'm just working at it and grinding. Hopefully, in anime and more games in the future. And short question, long answer. That's what I've been working on in VA. So next step, representation. Once I get that, just give me the right audition and I hope to be in there. Very cool. Uh, I'm curious. Is there parts of like the work that you do on Twitch that sort of helps with your voice acting? 
Yes. So on Wednesdays, I stream with a full-time voice actress, you know, that sea monster. We're really good friends. We met at a convention and we cold read webtoons. Like, you know, like we just find a series that either one of us knows or both of us knows and we'll voice it for our audience and both stream it. That's really cool. One hand is practice for us, but two, Mm -hmm. like we get to entertain our community in a kind of not audio book, you know what I mean? But like, you know, through image story and us acting it out for practice. That's a cool way to use to use a platform. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like, oh, just games and other things do happen on Twitch. That's dope. Indeed. Yeah, I'm hoping that things like this can get propped up more by the platform year round. I know that right now, because it's Black History Month, they're throwing a lot of black faces onto the front page and uh, highlighting a lot of different people. But I feel that these things should be happening year round. Uh, and I mean, especially now. Like, yeah. So many people have moved Twitch specifically to continue doing their work. And you think they want to come back from the pog drama, you know, like <sighs> perhaps. <laughs> I think that that was the last thing that I wanted to, do you have anything else to add? No, I feel good about that. Do you have anything else specifically uh, that you wanted to cover, Dave? Uh, not really. Okay. <clears throat> well, I think that uh, that about wraps it up. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come and speak with us. I just find so much of what you're doing fascinating. And I'm also really happy that you play a lot of things that I don't spend time playing because we have people who ask about these things to be talked about on the podcast. <laughs> And we don't have anything for them. But now we do. (laughs) Sounds good. Data Dave, where can the good listeners find your work if they so choose to do so? You can find me at twitch.tv slash Data Dave. You can catch me day to day with Data Dave because I stream every day, not Sundays right now, but we'd love to have you around. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks, Hakeem, for making this connection. Uh, That was really cool when he was like, oh, by the way, I know Data Dave. I was like, wait, I know Data Dave. I follow Data Dave. So this has been really cool. I appreciate you taking the time um, to, to speak with us. Thanks for the invite. Well, that was a show. That was a show. Thank you again to Data Dave. Congratulations on having your face in Times Square. It was very cool to see. It was very cool to see. And very cool that you happened to be on our podcast the same week that <laughs> If you enjoyed the episode, you can support us always by rating, subscribing, and reviewing on your platform of choice. Thank you also to our Patreon subscribers, Emma, Abner, Nerdy, Edna, Sarah, and Cody. Thank y'all so much. We really appreciate you. You could also hang out with a lot of them and us in our Discord, should you so choose. <laughs> did I make that joke yet this episode? Um, I mean, we did make a pretty good number of jokes earlier. So Fair. maybe. maybe Tangentially. Anyway. Hi, Max. Come back. Yeah, please continue listening. <laughs> Sorry your aunt snitched on you. <laughs> We didn't ask her to do that, we by didn't. the way. We she just did it on her own. Yeah, she, she was in a Discord. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. And we will catch you back here in about two weeks. Yes. Deuces. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>